0: Encourage our girls, yeah? Mm-hmm. They can be our mothers, aunties, friends, sisters, mm-hmm. to to heal from that trauma mm-hmm. because that is a trauma in you. And you mm-hmm. will make, maybe face it later on. You think you come out and you, you know the world and you can handle it. No, you're not prepared because it's hitting you. It's hitting your mind. And you don't realize that you have a trauma carrying on your shoulders. So try to, with your back, and getting into self-healing, what went wrong and how you're feeling now. It's a healing process. Take your time. Get help if you need, because not everyone is strong to get it out of it themselves. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to share story. Open up. Only when you open, and you'll be able to heal, yeah? So the, the government should make more environment representing these um, helping and, and group therapies in sessions and supporting the girls, get back into the life into the society, like is it like housing? Is it like not only the housing and the social thing, mm-hmm. also the uh, um, relationship with yourself? Yeah. yeah? Like it's, it's okay to to and, and to think, yeah, I got my house, I got my work, and I'm function. This is not inside in you is something break, and you have to heal it, and don't walk away with work and function and and make a baby from what is inside you. Walking away yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really to to heal and to go into it what it what's made with you, and um, take contra and pros and work on the process. To, yeah, rebuild yourself, and you create what woman you want to be.
1: Good afternoon, listeners, and once again welcome to Get Out of Crime podcast with your host Zion. So today's podcast we're going to be talking about women and the criminal justice system. The majority of arrests continues to be accounted for by males by 85% in 2019 to 2020 according to the National Statistics, Women and the Criminal Justice System published on the 26th of November 2020. This number of arrests has remained stable over the last three years. Women have accounted for just 15% of arrests in England and Wales since 2015 and this hasn't changed since the last statistic in 2019 to 2020. In two thousand and eighteen nineteen, twenty one 21% of 85,900 adults who engaged with liaison and diversity services were females. Females in contact with these types of services more often have suspected alcohol misuse, financial needs, have been victims, Or have had some type of mental health need compared to males. In 2019 74% of individuals dealt with by the criminal justice system were male and 26% were females. These proportions have remained consistent over the last five years. Females were typically dealt with for less severe offenses at court. Of all female defendants prosecuted at court 55% was prosecuted for summary non-monitoring offences compared to 29% of male defendants in the last year. In 2019, the average custodial sentence length for male offenders was 19.7 months compared to 11.3 months for female offenders. A greater proportion of female offenders are sentenced for offences that tend to receive a shorter sentence. And what about... Young people, young offenders. The most common offence group found for young people is violence against a person, of which 37% of female young people were being dealt with in comparison to 19% of young males. A higher proportion of young females were suspected as having issues with alcohol misuse, were identified at risk of suicide, self-harm or harm through personal neglect and in need of accommodation, education, employment or training. Mental health needs were higher for young females, the majority of which were emotional and behavioural issues, affecting 31% of females and 18% of males. So now, we're going to be speaking to our guest speaker, Nabila, also known as Crazy Nabs, a musician from Germany. If you can tell us more about yourself. My name is Nabila aka Crazy Nabs.
0: I'm an MC from Germany. I do music. I'm also interior designer and I'm working with uh, kids and especially girls I mean, and empowerment in dance.
1: Yeah. Okay, that is great. And how is that all going for you?
0: It's all going well. That of the fact that corona hits us so most of my dance courses i'm not able to give in the moment some online but uh, yeah i have something uh, a lot, nothing, i have a lot to do with my music anyway so my next
1: is coming out this year i will maybe take about this uh, further later okay yeah. yeah that's really great thank you so if you can tell us a bit more about your experience of committing crime so have you committed crime in the past
0: Yes, I've committed crime in London. Um, I'm from Germany. I used to live a couple of years in London and, uh, yeah, and have been there then the last year in jail before I've been deported.
1: Okay, so, and what happened? What happened for you to end up in that situation? Yeah.
0: Um, I was selling Class A drugs on the streets
1: and, um, yeah. Okay, so okay, so you were selling Class A drugs, um, and how did you get into that? How did that start for you?
0: Yeah, I mean, I came to London first, no job, but I done a couple of courses to increase my English. Um, I was lucky that I could be live in a place for free and from someone in an environment which is a little bit harmful and um, dangerous. Um, but it wasn't really in my mind that it's dangerous. I was just very adventurous. Came alone to London from Germany, uh, moved to London to some friends, um, to a new environment, new language, and um, yeah, um, no, less money. That's why I was happy that I had a place to sleep. But uh, yeah, and then um, I came, I jumped into it. Like I came into it. I saw what the boys in the hood doing here and there and I asked I want to be a part of it but they don't allow me they they didn't want that they didn't want that um, for me um yeah but uh, one day it happened
1: that I jumped in for someone and
0: I jumped in into that uh, kind of trap business in East London
1: yeah okay so what made you make that decision initial decision to start selling drugs
0: well I must say um I think I was a little bit tempted to crime. Like I had little things back like in Germany, but wasn't wasn't really enough that I uh, had a police report or been end up in jail. Um, my my brother was a lot uh, in crime situation and had been up uh, end up in jail a lot of times. So I think I have a little bit in my genetic. or attempted to to that um, adventure of crime. I, I cannot really tell you, but yeah.
1: I wasn't really thinking a lot about it. I wasn't really scared of crime or or violence. Yeah. Okay. And how old was you at that time? Um, I was um,
0: 26. Okay. twenty six.
1: Okay. Yeah, twenty five,
0: twenty five, twenty five, twenty six.
1: Around that, yeah. Okay. That seven years, seven years ago, and I'm thirty three. So yeah. Okay. Okay. So while you, whilst you was selling drugs in what you call the trap do you, when you was in there what did you think could happen like whilst you was selling the drugs what do you do mm-hmm. did you think about the police did you think about your life yeah, 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 um, yeah. Because, no, it's like, because it's not like because it's not it's not like he was 10 years old or 14 years yeah, old exactly. he was quite exactly exactly
0: mm-hmm. yeah of course while you were starting doing this trap then uh, you're looking at how long would you be in jail when they get you and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. you try to get information okay i'm in that now so damn police put us up every day like i'm lucky i was quick enough to sell all the stuff you know but it's an everyday thing if you, you try to get information like what what can to happen like and i looked up and it could be a couple of years in jail you know Mm-hmm. And um, and I still continue to ride with the knowledge of this consequence and move on 12 hours a day, every day. Something in me wasn't scared or thought that they, can get, they didn't catch me because they didn't, not in that way on the street, but later on in a different way. But, um, yeah, you, you're dealing with the consequence between that, less sleep, losing life maybe, end up in jail, you have less time for yourself, stressful everyday life. And what I didn't notice to that time, a hardly emotional stress also for your mind and your body. So, but this all wasn't really, like, get into me. I was so much in this adventure life and getting my little money every day, but I counted together. So, it helped me to make my life a little bit better. But I wasn't really scared of the consequence, even though I I read it of myself. Like, Mm -hmm. it could be happening every day, and I still continue to move on today I wouldn't but what the fuck I'm thinking what the hell like I was thinking
1: you know but <laughs> I think it's yeah yeah um so what did you realize while you was already in that lifestyle mm, what I realized yeah I realized that it's fucking peak <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I couldn't really end up until every minute still doing it um mm, yeah
0: this lifestyle is not nice you know it's mm-hmm. like you're being on the road in the car and it's loud and you have the mandims they try that like the drive but they acting moving loud like a gangster and you know i must say like first it was the money more work less money but at least some money which i could save up and afford a better life in london what is wrong with me that I had that drive of that past life on a risk? Let's say yes, it wasn't a feeling of being somebody or being in a gang, because I wasn't a part of the gang. I was just a worker, and I wasn't looking for a feeling of affiliation. Let's say I had some, some love for adventure, and and to that time I kind of feel attracted to risks. Well, things have been changed with this mindset up.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's really good. Um, to hear that your mindset's changed. So when you was when you realized all of this, why didn't you stop?
0: When you're in, it's like an addiction. It wasn't an addiction to to money anymore. It was addiction to that street life.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: I said, like I wasn't feeling. I wasn't like looking for affiliation or to be a part of a gang or I wasn't, you know, I was my own worker like and I wasn't really like, I wasn't looking for friends like that. I just wanted to have that money and because I wasn't, I wasn't get catched on that trap on the road mm-hmm. and people say like, yeah, you're good, you know, you're quick and it was my situation. I was, I don't know, like feeling I do my job good. So I keep doing it, nothing happened so far, and you it's kind of like no way in, no way out, you know. Other people taking drugs, they don't come out, I didn't, they came in and, and didn't come out and want more, more of that lifestyle maybe, more of that, that it's, it wasn't more than the money, it was more like, I'm good in what I do, and I respect the, the people, I treat the people, I don't want to say something, you know, but mm-hmm. the people where, to who I was selling drugs, I was treating them with respect. You know, mm-hmm. like there, there wasn't for me that, that just dirty junkie. So, and I got love from them back. So it was a kind of,
1: mm-hmm. I, tr-
0: I was the only one who treated them with respect from all the guys. And and they gave me fruits and give me some presents sometimes. And they give me a, It was I don't know. Like I like them. I, I make them feel like I'm not upon you. But you know, I'm not proud of it. I don't want to say anything about that. I'm proud of what I did. But it's a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah and this is gonna continue with me or without me, yeah? And I cannot stop the people from taking or using this, yeah? But what I can do with my experience is mm. to say that drugs, selling or taking, it's not, it's not a way to live your life, yeah? Mm. But everyone has their own responsibility. I can only share my experience and give motivation to the people. Yeah, but they're still humans for me as well. Yeah, you know?
1: that's very true. That's very true. So, from all of this, what happened? Um, how did it stop? Yeah. Um,
0: well, after a while, they come to get me from a basement I was housing, Arrested me for selling class a drugs, but they came another charge into it. Mm-hmm. That's why I was remanded for so long in jail, and I needed to go try it. And because I had a German passport, they won't let me waiting outside for a trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. when the when I won my trial, then on that day, um, yeah, they be deportation to that. No, because it was over twelve months they gave me, and I was already sitting nine months, and uh, they gave me eighteen months, and then I had to wait for deportation another two months. There was fucked up, and because uh, yeah, the consequence in jail was get me out of the life I was living. Yeah, freedom is a must, we all know that. Like, even I was prepared, like, you think like, okay, I know that I'm coming to jail when they catch me. So I know it in my back mind, yeah? Mm-hmm. So something in me was ready to go jail. I wasn't scared. I needed, I needed to save my life because my mom, already since six months, when I left prison, my mom was already dead since six, seven months. Everything has changed. I could not be at a funeral. I could not be with my family. And being there with them, I could nothing. Everything mm-hmm. changed. I was still didn't know what time I come out till I have that that trial in March 2015. Yeah, like around my birthday. Mm-hmm. And then they told me they let me go, but I still couldn't go because of deportation. So I was fucking up the Home Office every day. Get me out. Get me my ticket. I was really trying to get sympathy from one of the Home Office
1: officers, mm-hmm.
0: so they can put my thing further uh, with my yeah with my story of my family
1: and stuff. Yeah, and it. It would take another two months you know but
0: they told me if they would have sympathy for me and that girl wouldn't be for me there I would be maybe another six months nine months in jail ready for my deportation so it was all a applied from day one to keep my story
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: I told people in jail I was a user shortly because I look
1: good yeah for mm-hmm. a user <laughs> it
0: was only a short time I made up my story and I trust no one because you know yeah this, and I needed to do that Mm-hmm. But it it still stopped me from being a dealer. I have never been a dealer again. And I'm I'm you know what I'm saying, but I had to make so many lies up to 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 get out of
1: it. You
0: know what yeah, I'm like,
1: yeah. Otherwise, like it is what it is. Mm-hmm, definitely. So if we can um go into some of the consequences, talking about consequences of that lifestyle so the consequences of crime because often we think that it's only being arrested or going to prison so I want to focus on the consequences that we might not think about what happens perhaps when you've gone to prison or perhaps after you've gone to prison and you've got criminal records and you can't move on with your life and things like that so if you can tell us about some consequences what's yeah
0: definitely um there have been a big consequence that i've been deported like i choose to london to live when i was my home you Mm -hmm. know i was i was a london girl like and and it was very hard for me to accept that i have to
1: leave jail straight into the plane Mm -hmm. deportation center and stuff it
0: was it's still hard for me today
1: Mm -hmm. definitely yeah yeah um take your time
0: Okay, Um, and the consequence also, like, um, yeah, it's my criminal record and my uh, register, you know, like I have a, I have a register, I have a, how you call it, Um, when you have your, let me check, let me, yeah, it's an entry in the register, so I wanted to uh, work with people when I came out of jail in Germany with refugees and stuff, Mm -hmm. and uh, they couldn't allow me because of my entry in the register. So, uh, with a lot of social work, um, they have problem with the entry in the register. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so proud to say today that mm-hmm. even with my entry in my register, a lot of um, um, societies mm-hmm. still will start and able to work with me so I can make empowerment classes for girls and working in youth centers and let me work with them. Like, four of them societies let me work with them so i I, not every one of them asked for my criminal record but then they were asked i had i was explaining it uh in the written and and try to um convince them to give me a chance because i'm a changed person and i think that people from extreme yeah are better to to, to teach lessons about and motivate people to make better of their life when they really have to experience themselves. I'm feeling it and I have that passion, that experience and that knowledge and this all comes to a conclusion of a mindset of motivation speak that I touch people. Mm-hmm. And this is what um, I try to make with the worst shit I've done in my life, try to get something out of it. Good, because my mom never knew she died that uh, i'm in prison till today like i never told her she never know like she asked the mm-hmm. first first word, she said call nabila to get her and then she never woke up again you know what i'm saying she thought i'm in london somewhere working and it was very quick it was a big hole in my life mm-hmm. Then i lost my mom in jail it's a, it's a part of my life i'm a part of it but it's a part of it and i take the good things out of it
1: yeah yeah uh,
0: And even with the consequence of criminal record, I know it's not easy to get in jobs and stuff and to convince people, like, give me a chance. But you know what? Don't take yourself down of it. As you can sell yourself and show your passion and and that you you learned your lessons about this, there's always one person who gives you a chance. Never stop trying. Never stop. And try to take out of it and to make something with that maybe even, you know?
1: Yeah. Going back to the deportation a bit, how do you think that, do you think that was fair?
0: Like, I thought it was unfair, and to gave me the chance, you know, because, okay, i done something bad, it was my first criminal record, and I also showed them I was working at Clark's, I had a job, mm-hmm. and I, I made the English course, I done good in jail. they should have gave me the chance, you know, to rebuild my life in london because i choose to live there and it, i wasn't that you know that kind of criminal person that they really needed to deport i'm not a i'm not a harm for the for the society or for myself or anything i i was just wrong time wrong place and i was doing the wrong decisions okay so what i i i said sorry and i um
1: uh, how call it, uh, you had remorse yeah, remorse, mm-hmm, remorse mm-hmm. is the word I want to <laughs> Remorse, and I showed remorse. Yeah. So, um... so, going to the consequences that you've spoken about is the deportation, your mother passing away, and life after coming out of prison in terms of career, like people not allowing you to, your career impacting you. Is that correct?
0: Yes, correct. It's correct. And the consequences, you have to live with this, your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, people say, yeah i might going to delete your criminal record after this, and that, yes, now nah, you're always going to be in the system. And the consequence is also that you cannot travel everywhere when you're convicted in UK. Mm-hmm. Like, the USA is peak, Canada is peak, New yeah. Zealand, Australia, like, places I wanted to go. Like, to be honest, I would not expect that, like me not allowing to go places in the world and i want to see the world that was impact me the most to be honest
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: on top on top to that that they don't let me come to the euro place where i used to live you know mm-hmm. england uk so this is the consequence i still have to live with the consequence i still have to live with that i couldn't say my mom goodbye yeah but I don't beat up myself anymore. Mm-hmm. But there's all things they are marked in my skin and in my heart. But I turn them into positivity because my mom don't want me to be sad about this. I know she she, me, you know? she yeah, forgave me. Yeah,
1: definitely. Mm-hmm. So
0: at the end of the day, I cannot say ah, I wish that wouldn't have happened because that was my destiny.
1: Yeah, definitely. That was
0: something which makes me the woman today. Even with the consequence I have to live. Even I cannot change. Even it's fucked me up here and there. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Like... I had a relationship also to that time, uh, some someone I loved uh, in London, and the, the deportation, the 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 time, the jail mm-hmm. time, everything. Mm-hmm. This impacted me, these consequences, yeah. Um, kind of, the, like they they don't let you in into places where the world is yours. We are human, or this this earth is mine. Like ex- at least gave me I I don't know three strikes
1: or something. Yeah. You know? like, mm-hmm. I'm not a, uh, someone who
0: is a pedophile or half society or kids or mm-hmm. done violence to people like that in that case. So they should make more differences about this. So, because they don't know what they've taken from me. You mm-hmm. know? They took something, a hole in me, and it was really hard for me mm-hmm. to uh, um, change this into strange and to accept
1: that yeah. it was hard for me. Yeah. It was,
0: uh, took years for me.
1: That's the thing. Years. And it's not everyone that is strong to be able to come back from that do you understand so when these things when they um these consequences happen it's not everyone that's going to be able to come back from it and that's why you see people going back to crime that's why you people you see people turn into drugs and all these other things so exactly. mm-hmm. so um coming to a close so coming to a close, I want to just close with asking you some a few questions to end with. So how do you think the government can help with the impact of committing crimes after?
0: I know it's not easy, but the government should make more uh, in, in putting money into this kind of ideas of what people try to make in, um. Uh, so, uh, societies and yeah. workplaces or youth centers or building up centers. There's much space. There's a lot of women who need help. Mm-hmm. In Germany, we don't have that room. There's nothing like... I know that London uh, or UK um, 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 uh, become, um, offer a lot of these things. So, work together and be in progress and the government should put money into that, to um, to afford this and to um, support and uh, promote these societies yeah so that would be good yeah that yeah would
1: be good. that is really great thank you um so what about parents what about parents how do you think parents can what do you think parents can do to help their offsprings to even not get into that lifestyle or to get out of that lifestyle People, uh,
0: parents should not condemn them, yeah, not condemn them. And, 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 and um, thinking they, have, they should have more hope into their children and more support them. To be honest, I've been so sad in jail. I saw people, that have been years in jail, and not even their mother came once a month, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was so hurtful to see people next to me, their mother don't, doesn't come to see them like, what kind of mother is that, you know, like, Mm -hmm. the support of the family wasn't there, and it kills people in jail, yeah, it kills, and I cannot understand that, yeah, and this is what was, like, me breaking my heart oftentimes, like, I know that my family would be able to come, like, I would be in the same country that was in Germany that would come, Mm -hmm. because I saw how my parents was, even my brother is Really sick in the head, mm-hmm. and with been problems, and he was often in jail for years. My parents visit him every week, mm-hmm. and they took the train for hours to see him, to be there for the child, even when he's always been being, making the same um, mistakes. Yeah. But I, I must see, like even I didn't like to visit my my brother, and I was I had hate on him and stuff. But I must see this from a parent side. Um, I'm not a parent yet, but. Mm-hmm. I can see the love and the the support would never stop, and,
1: yeah. Okay, and what do you think, what role do you think parents play into crime? What role do you think parents play into their kids committing crime?
0: Well, to be honest, my parents had nothing to do with the uh, crime with my brother but um, or with me mm-hmm. but um, I think there are also a lot of uh, the environment you've grown up mm-hmm. and uh, the feeling in yourself you know some people are more self-conscious some not you know and mm-hmm. it uh, depends also on the character how weak, how strong, how how far you can get um, um, how you call it um, vulnerable mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. vulnerable to attach quickly things, there can be something happen in your life and you can Feel, uh, affil- you want to feel affiliation in a group and you feel the respect you never get in the family or you feel the love you don't get here or there, you know, it can be so easily slide into a crime that that uh, is always something happen with that um, you're not really constant in yourself. And um, I think that also their parents, they have doing crime or drug problems. I don't want to blame this out. You know what I'm saying? Not like that, but um, also that when pe- when parents have crime and drug problems, it uh, goes easily towards uh, that kids uh, end up like that. So mm-hmm. there's differences, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, parents have a big impact. Uh, my parents wasn't now wasn't now drug drugging or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my brother turns out like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> so to say that, but they are also like kids they have drug dealer or or drug addict mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And, I cannot imagine how it is, it, it's fucked up, mm-hmm. but you know, it makes you, it can break you, you
1: know, yeah. so it's very individual to see, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, it was really great hearing your perspective, of, before letting you go, would you like to give us a little preview of any of your music, and tell tell oh, people yeah. where we can find you?
0: Yeah, my name is Crazy Naps. Crazy with I-E in the end and N-A-B-Z. You see me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I started this year with bringing out my mixtape. My first mixtape coming out in a couple of weeks, but it's gonna be in English. But the second mixtape could be interesting for you is uh, 90% in English. Uh, I mean, stop, my first mixtape is in German. My second mixtape is in English, around like 90% in English. So I do um, in both language uh, music, so you can always check out what I'm doing and I would be happy if you, uh, yeah, follow me and support me a little bit. It if
1: you like it and um yeah. yeah yeah that is really great to hear so would you like to give us a little taste of yeah well you've got to yeah, split so you can, yeah it. take some time right <laughs>
0: writing these bars and sitting in the train locked up with these words deep deep in my brain from the bottom I made it up to the top We both ladies straight from the black so many days and my hopes nearly faded, no one believed that I'm really gonna make it, I used to be a preacher in jail, but the sweet took me back straight back to her. what should I do? oh I had shit to sell, I never regret never listened to the bird. I didn't care what you said before, I never used to pray, but God took me back save my day, like, day by day yo Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah that's...
0: was just number but
1: my time. Up with the devil and lost yeah that was really great thank you <laughs> <laughs> and, and is that a mixtape coming out soon is that something that's coming out yes. soon
0: yeah, this next set gonna come up in two months. The English speaking one
1: is gonna be on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah,
0: like I said, Crazy Naps. When you just follow me on uh, Instagram uh, and uh, Facebook, then you will get to know the release dates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on Spotify, I'm not yet, but with my first next in the next couple of weeks, I'm gonna start up my account on Spotify. So yeah, just follow me on uh, Instagram Crazy Naps with IE, and uh, my pleasure. And I wish you a lot of strength and power to all what you been want to do in future. You have my fully support. And, um, yeah, hope we can work together sometime soon.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay, then that's really great. Thank you very much. And we'll see you again. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. So thank you very much, listeners, for tuning in on today's podcast. I hope you have learned valuable things from this topic and from our guest speaker, Nabil If you want to know more about the statistics spoken in the introduction, you can go to gov.uk slash national statistics, women and the criminal justice system, 2019. Until next time, stay safe. Bye.